Hello and welcome to the second episode of Indians on Deck, the Let's Talk Tribe Prospect Chat. I am Matt Schlichting and we are also here with Brian Hemminger. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad we have a name. I'm glad we have a name. And I like Indians on Deck. Yeah, I do too. I know it's, it's a little obvious, but it makes sense. And it's straight to the point. And yeah, let's, let's roll with it. Yep. So to kick things off... We want to go over how some of the top 10 prospects, according to MLB Pipeline and the system, have done over the first week or so here of the season. Uh, not much to say at the top of the list for Tristan McKenzie, as he is still injured to some extent and has not yet played. Yeah, the only update I have on Tristan McKenzie is, you know, we heard it was a back thing. Like that was the, the most widely reported thing. And I don't know if it's just terrible reporting, uh, but Hoynes on Twitter the other day said it was a shoulder thing. So I don't know what's oh, going on with that. So I, 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 I'm just going to assume Hoynes sucks. <laughs> and that usually safe. And that it's still just a back thing because as far as I know, he's not dealing with any arm problems. But if he is, then then Hoynes, I guess, broke it because nobody else is saying shoulder. But I wonder if it's in. like the was it the Terry's major that Clevenger injured, oh, where it's technically the back, not. but it's also kind of the shoulder, and mm-hmm. also that went from mild back discomfort to out until the All Star break yeah. real fast. Don't even look at a baseball for seven years. <laughs> it's, it was just. Every once in a while, Francona comes out with a quote like that that kind of feels like, whoa, damn, that one was definitely one of them. But yeah, so Tristan still haven't heard any updates, haven't don't know when he'll be back yet, but he is still just chilling around rehabbing. So, uh, but mm-hmm. Nolan Jones is off to a good start. He um, sure is. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's batting close to 300 through the beginning there for uh, Lynchburg and getting on base at a really nice rate he's, he hasn't shown a ton of pop yet i don't think he's at a home run yet but uh when you get an on-base percentage over 400 that's always a really really good sign yeah and i'm really anxious to see how he does this year we talked about it a little bit last time would love to see him stick at third hopefully he ends up having the type of bat that it doesn't really matter where he needs to go i know exactly what you're talking about and then tyler freeman uh, definitely off to a decent start. I mean, he's he's not tearing the cover off the ball, but the most important thing is he's making contact. He's not striking out a lot. Uh, that's that's the uh, the big thing with him is he's a guy that hits the ball hard, uh, has a good contact rate, and what's actually impressed me the most is he is walking uh, through five games so far. He has one strikeout and three walks. That was his thing was. He doesn't strike out. He doesn't walk, but he's actually walking a little bit. So his uh, on-base percentage is 100 points higher than his batting average, which last year his on-base percentage was not much higher than his batting average. So that's something to keep an eye on moving forward is if he adds that to his game a little bit, I mean, that just makes him even that much more interesting as a prospect. Looking at his numbers from last year in 301 plate appearances, he walked eight times. Eight. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So three so, through and, the first 22 is not bad at yeah, all. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And still just the one strikeout. So that that's keeping that strikeout rate right where it was last year. And uh, unfortunately, that one strikeout, it happened with the bases loaded and two outs and Aww. his team down three. <laughs> Damn. It was Mighty Freeman has struck out. And for our number four prospect, we have Bo Naylor, the catcher down in Lake County. And he's going strong as well, uh, playing playing well, getting on base at a decent rate, making good contact, and showing no signs that the Indians were too aggressive with him. Uh, I mean, he's he's not – his batting average isn't quite where it needs to be yet, but, I mean, he's clearly getting on base at a great rate, 350. So – I think he's he's handling the jump where he skipped Mahoning Valley low A completely uh, very well. So I'm very excited for him. Yeah, I like the early signs here with that jump for him. Um, our next prospect is George Valera. He has not yet played since short season ball is yet to start. So that brings I us do, to... Oh, I have a, a very small update with Valera because I asked around a little bit. I was thinking, you know, maybe he'd be a, a guy that the Indians were really high on that maybe he would be at single A Lake County. And I guess he's dealing with a, an injury. So I don't know how serious, I don't know how serious the injury is, but that is something that's keeping him from uh, playing right now at single A full season ball. Hopefully nothing crazy since he dealt with the hand injury last year. But that brings us to Bobby Bradley, eternal first base prospect for the Clippers. And yeah, he's doing well. Uh, You know, betting his contact rate's okay. On base percentage is spectacular and hit his first dong, which is always a good thing. And he had a great game uh, the other day where... In the game that he hit his first home run, he also had a walk-off fielder's choice and had a great uh, defensive play that uh, sent the game into the bottom of the 10th inning where he that set up his walk-off. So, yeah, Bobby Bobby's off to a good start at AAA, uh, which is great because last year, last year at this time, I think he was batting about 0.25 or something. I mean, mm-hmm. he got off to an atrocious start at AA. And this year he's playing well at AAA, so always a good sign. Yeah, he looks very solid so far. And I was thinking, in order of excitement, I think it goes walk-off Bach, walk-off Bunt, walk-off home run, and then walk-off Fielder's Choice, close to walk-off home run. And it's not like it was a, a weekly hit ball. Like He smoked the thing towards the hole between first and second, and then the throw just came into the plate high. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. It wasn't a weak contact type of thing where he just barely tapped it uh, Javi Baez style. So, uh, <laughs> you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 55-mile-per-hour yep. <laughs> exit velocity shot. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Bobby cranked the ball. Guy made a good defensive play, but uh, had to range too far to his right and then couldn't make a good throw home. So, walk-off fielder's choice. I'll take it. Our next Indian on deck is Brian Rocchio, who in short season has also not yet started. Do we have any other updates on him, or is everything just good? As far as I know, he's completely healthy. It's just looking like he'll start the season at uh, regular low A. So they they decided they were going to start the season for single A with Tyler Freeman, Marcos Gonzalez, and Jose Fermin. So there was no room for Brian Rocchio at, at Lake County. But if any of those guys get promoted, 
we might see Rokio uh, bumped up to Lake County before the, the mid-season league starts. So that, that's something to keep an eye on. But for now, it's looking like Rokio is just going to have to wait a little bit. And then we actually have a guy next who finished his second start tonight in Luis Oviedo and more good news. Yeah, I mean, he started the season with a tremendous performance of uh, five scoreless innings with five strikeouts and no walks. And then tonight, five more scoreless innings, I believe. Uh, This time he did have a few walks, but to start the season with 10 scoreless innings is tremendous. So definitely very excited about Luis Oviedo. To start the season so far, he's at 10 scoreless innings, seven strikeouts, three walks, and I believe eight hits. So that whip is just right around one, zero ERA. Uh, Really good start for Luis Oviedo as one of our top young pitching prospects. Still 19 years old, I believe. And another guy in the top 10, not yet started, is Ethan Hankins. So we'll be sure to keep an eye on him once those games pick up and win. Just to give an idea of when we can start looking forward to some numbers from these guys, uh, when do short season single A and um, and rookie league and them they start in June the the rookie league and low A Mahoning Valley both start after the draft so you got to wait until we add some That's more right. depth to the system then usually it'll be. Some of the young players that weren't ready for full season, plus like college players at Mahoning Valley that we draft this year. And then usually high school players that we draft this year will go straight to uh, Arizona, plus maybe some graduated uh, Dominican players or just really good Dominican players that are going to skip the DSL completely. Like uh, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing like Junior San Quentin or Gabriel, Gabriel Rodriguez or something. So we should have uh, another very exciting year at both levels. Yeah, and it's going to be fun to keep an eye on everybody again, too, because that's, I mean, a lot of the prospects we're excited about this year, it's because they sort of blew up in Rookie League and very quickly started flying up the ladder. Yeah, a lot of those guys that we'll be watching this year at Mahoning Valley uh, and even the Arizona Rookie League, they're, they're the guys that are the reason that the Indians are going to have a top five system in the next year or two. So they'll definitely be the ones to keep an eye on. And the uh, and, and what really makes it exciting is, you know, say we're two months in and you start to get a little bit of burnout and then you got this whole new wave of, of talent to, to keep an eye on and track. So it just mm-hmm. kind of re-energizes you a little bit. And, and I believe the DSL season starts right before the draft because, I mean, those are players that uh, a lot of them signed – the year before, like right on International Signing Day. So they've been waiting, you know, champing right. at the bit for a whole year uh, at 16, waiting until they turn 17 so they can start playing. So, yeah, this will be a lot of fun. But, yeah, DSL is a little bit longer season. But then uh, everybody, everybody else said they have to wait till the draft. And small side note, thank you for using the correct version of that phrase as opposed to chomping at yeah. the bit. I learned that. I don't remember where I learned that from. It might have been from uh, Matt Lyons, but yeah, I, I always thought it feeling... was chomping. And fun fact, yeah. chomping was, since it was misused so much that it's actually now an accepted term. It's, it's one of those rare cases of poor grammar being used so often that it becomes accepted. 
Uh, so our last guy here in the top 10 is Sam Hetkis and not so good. Not good not at all. Not so good. Two starts for Sam Hentkis. Both of them were terrible. Uh, through two starts, he's thrown seven and two-thirds innings, allowed 15 hits, 12 runs, eight earned, uh, two home runs. Um, he's just not fooling anybody right now. Uh, I guess the only on the bright side of it is it seems his control's a little bit better. He hasn't walked much, <laughs> but uh, I, I will take a little bit wilder if – him not getting tattooed like this so far because as our number one left-handed pitching prospect, he should uh, be performing a little bit better, especially at it. Granted it's his double a debut, but I was definitely hoping that he would kind of be the, the ace of that Akron staff. And that's, that's not definitely not happening so far. And I'm maybe willing to give him a little bit of wiggle room on these first couple of starts, especially if, you know, four of the 12 mm-hmm. runs he's given up were the result of an error, but ultimately you can't let that get to your head. You know, even, even with four unearned runs, that's still eight earned runs. So come on, Sam, get it together. I'm not going to give up on him after two starts, obviously, but uh, definitely not the way he would like to start the season. I am going to take a quick moment here to remove my dog from my lap. Okay. Um, <laughs> as he has almost knocked over the microphone a couple of times. But while I do that, uh, how about you take us away on some of the, uh, the, our, the next segment we essentially want to do is the five best performances mm-hmm. of the week that was uh, throughout the Indian system. Next up, we're going to talk about the, the top five performers of the week. And Matt did a great job of highlighting uh, that for me, but I mean, if you were paying attention to how the the games have been going so far, then these were pretty obvious choices. Um, we had Gene Carlos Mejia, who is on the Indians' forty man roster. He made his season debut, and he was absolutely phenomenal. Five perfect innings, so not just no hit. We had a couple. We had a couple bums throw some five innings of no hit ball. Gene was like, come on, guys, I'll show you. And he throws five perfect innings, uh, 65 pitches, eight strikeouts, no walks, no hits. He was untouchable. And I think he got a no decision because his team couldn't score. (laughs) (laughs) But great start for Gene Carlos Mejia, picking up right where he left off when he was one of the hottest pitchers down the stretch last year and really kind of jumped up into decent prospect status. So very excited for his start to the year. And speaking of hot starts, Stephen Kwan, are you kidding me? Uh, This was a guy that I mentioned had some pretty good breakout status potential. The Indians were really aggressive with him as a college bat. Uh, Last year, he played very well in the rookie league and in Mahoning Valley. He skips Lake County entirely, starts the year at high A, in Lynchburg, and he has had a multi-hit game in his first five games uh, to start the season. And I'm going to double-check and see how he's doing tonight because Lynchburg scored nine runs. So I'm guessing that Stephen Kwan is going to have his sixth straight multi-hit game because he's been leading off of them. One hit and one walk so far. So another double on base, and it's still just the sixth inning, so good chance that he can continue that streak uh, but his first yeah, he'll game, be up in the next inning yeah his first game he had four hits his next game he had three hits 
Uh, I think he's already stolen a few bases as well. Uh, he's got like three doubles and a triple. I mean, he is the only thing he hasn't done is home run, hit a home run. So uh, this is a guy that is a very, very advanced bat that is tearing the cover off the ball and making a case for a quick promotion. <laughs> he's he's currently batting and- over 500. So that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Will Benson off to a great start, which is what you were hope to see because he is repeating the year at single A Lake County. But uh, last year he was really had some issues with his contact rate. And that's not the case so far. Uh, he is batting 313 through his first uh, six games with a 450 on base percentage. So he's, he's still getting a uh, great looks at the plate and he's not striking out quite as much, which is off, which is tremendous. And he's still hitting for power. He had his first bomb the other night. So, uh, and, and when he gets on base, he's, he's, uh, being a threat on the base pass as well with a pair of stolen bases. So a tremendous start to the season for Will Benson. That has me really excited, uh, because I was expecting that if he repeats, he's going to have to perform well and then prove it and then get promoted up to, to high A. So he's well on his way. And then, uh, Daniel Johnson, who was the key, Prospect acquisition in the Jan Gomes trade. He is also off to a great start, batting about 300 with an over with an over 400 on base percentage in Akron. Akron is sucking terribly right now, 0 and 6 to start the season. But it is not Daniel Jansen's fault. He had a game where the only thing he missed for the cycle was a single. So he's he's doing his part. Uh, and actually, those are all of his extra base hits to start the season, too, is a, a double, triple, and a home run. But uh, definitely uh, playing very well so far for Akron. We we already obviously talked about Oviedo, 10 scoreless innings and two starts to start the season. Uh, any other players I'd like to mention? Uh, Monasterio, Andrew Monasterio, he is uh, one of the leaders for the Indians in hits to start the season. Um, he... I. I don't remember specifically his batting average, but uh, he is playing very well. I thought he was more of a, a glove first uh, infield prospect, but he's actually batting very well so far for Double uh, A Akron, and he's actually been one of their offense. He's actually got a double tonight. Yep. And what's his batting average right now? Does it say three forty eight? Okay, yeah, off to a great start. But yeah, he's not exactly a, one of our top prospects or anything. People don't know a lot about him. He was actually like the player to be named later. Like it wasn't even, we didn't even find out we got him until like a week or two after the Gomes trade. But yeah, so he was kind of thrown in there. But uh, yeah, he's off to another really good start as well. So somebody else to potentially keep an eye on. Excellent. So that sort of rounds out the performances that we've been most impressed with so far tonight. And Daniel Johnson actually just drew himself a walk for the evening. So he keeps his on-base streak going. But to move through the rest of the system here and highlight some of the other guys, um, some of these are the names we're a little more familiar with that maybe weren't quite as fantastic as some of the other names we've already mentioned. Um, And then we just have some general updates about guys as well. But let's go ahead and get things started at AAA All right. with the Columbus Clippers. Yeah, we're going to get started with Yu Chang. He's uh, obviously one of our top infield prospects. I think after the start to the Indian season uh, with the 
uh, Moroff and Miller and Eric Stamets, people are like, why is it you Chang getting a, ch- a chance? Uh, but uh, so far this season, Chang isn't off to the best start. Um, he, through six games, his batting just 136, although he has walked four times. So on-base percentage is over 100 points higher at 269, which obviously still isn't a good on-base percentage, but it is 100 points higher. And he only has one double. So hasn't really flashed much power and hasn't really performed that well yet to start the season. But it is early. So I'm not going to go say, you know, Yuching sucks through six games. That's just ridiculous. Sure. And I mean, with the way the guys in front of him have been playing so far, we sort of know what his pedigree is based on the last couple seasons. So maybe he gets a look soon anyway. Uh, Oscar Mercado. Uh, Mercado had an awesome start to the season. I think he got on base like three or four times, uh, but he has cooled off a little bit. His batting average is now uh, 174. He has no extra base hits yet to start the season. Um, I'd say the biggest issue with Mercado so far has been strikeouts. Um so far, he's had, I believe, 27 plate appearances. He's been batting near the top of the order for Columbus, and he's struck out 11 times. So that is definitely concerning. But on the bright side, um, he's gotten on base at a decent clip of 345, and he has stolen three bases already. So uh, he has been able to at least come around and score three runs for uh, the Clippers, but yeah, the strikeouts, that's surprising. I, his strikeout, he, he was not a guy that struck out at a ridiculous clip. So hopefully maybe he's just pressing a little bit, especially after he had such a great spring with the Indians in uh, the pro. Yeah. And I'm not too worried about him given what we saw in, in the spring and what he was able to do when he came over from the Cardinals last year. So Hopefully, it's just an early slump for and him. And then Eric Haas, I believe, is the other one we were going to check in on for AAA. And he's off to a decent start. Um, batting 227. He did hit his first home run. So that's what he does. You know, he's a guy that hits around the about 225 to 250 mark. I think that he can hit at the pro level, and he does hit a decent amount of home runs. So. Uh, looking right on pace for him, and uh, he is striking out a decent rate, but uh, not quite as bad. Like definitely not the, the worst on the team, worst defender on the team yet. So uh, Eric Haas, right on, right on schedule, pretty much. I mean, I was trying to see. Yep, uh, people have been running against him so far early on this year, and he picked up where he left off on that because he's. Five stolen bases against him, but four on top of that that have been caught stealing. So he's above 40% again there. Hey, that's about 45%, which is what he had last year. At double A, not not a ton of great performances to highlight. Daniel Johnson's really the one standout player that I've seen so far, looking over the numbers. Yeah, that so... And we already talked about Johnson, and I brought up Monasterio, and he's been doing okay. But other than that, it's been uh, slow going, and which is kind of disappointing because they have an experienced outfield and a decently experienced infield. So I was really hoping that they would have been off to a better start uh, for the season. But 
There's a few pitchers that have had decent starts so far. Sean Brady, Tanner Tully, and Zach Plesak have all had what you would call quality starts, since they all went at least six innings and gave up fewer than three runs, although hasn't been a lot of offense back there to help them out. Yeah, it really hasn't. Uh, they I, they have had a few home runs, but nobody has more than one. Yeah, uh, Tanner Tully, you know, he's not exactly a guy that throws that hard. He was a late-round draft pick out of Ohio State, Southpaw. He's, he's basically holding a spot in that rotation until somebody gets promoted or Tristan McKenzie gets activated. Um, but Zach Plasek is definitely a guy that'll be uh, pitching to Nacrin long-term this year. Sean Brady as well. Uh, neither guys are super prospects or anything. Um, I'd say the one guy to keep an eye on more than anything is in the reliever department. We've got uh, you know, Rob Kaminsky, the former uh you know, top prospect that got converted to a reliever after he just couldn't stay healthy. He's thrown four scoreless innings to start the season. So that's great with uh, three strikeouts and two walks, no hits. So very nice start for Rob Kaminsky. Um, and then Delbert Siri and James Karinchek also are uh, some good potential Indians bullpen options. And they both also have not given up any runs to start the season. And Karen check in particularly in particular, two innings, two appearances, six strikes. That's not bad. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's not bad at all. And um, most important was he needed to get his walks down. And that that was kind of his fatal flaw was even this guy strikes everybody out, but he walks people, but he's only walked one and has not allowed a hit. So great start for James Karinchek to start the season, but obviously small sample mm-hmm. size. I think Akron's bullpen is one of the, the things that you want to keep an eye on the most this season because they have multiple bullpen options. And that's not even counting Nick Sandlin, who's starting the year on the DL, but he should be in Akron within a week or two. He's definitely someone I'm excited for. Uh, moving to Lake County, we already talked about some of the guys down there. Not not Lake County. we got to go to Lynchburg Whoops. first. <laughs> But yeah, Lynchburg's off to a tremendous start. I believe the first turn through the rotation, Lynchburg pitchers allowed maybe two earned runs. I mean, it was nuts how good the the, the pitchers were to start the season for, for Lynchburg. Obviously, you had Gene Carlos Mejia with his uh, five perfect innings. But Justin Garza's first start, I believe, was five uh, no-hit innings. Eli Morgan had six shutout innings of one-hit ball. Juan Hillman, which is a guy that I mentioned might have a a nice little bounce-back season, he pitched six innings without allowing an earned run. He had two runs that were off of a couple errors. Another great start from uh, Juan Hillman. So far, the, the worst start, other than Justin Garza's second start, which was not particularly good. Uh, when Garza gave up, I think, six earned runs in three innings. But uh, Adam Scott, who got stretched out to uh, a starting pitcher, gave up a couple runs in five innings So with seven strikeouts. So yeah, if that's the worst start in the first turn through the rotation, that's, that's a good sign. So I think Lynchburg's starting rotation is going to be excellent this year mm-hmm. for however long it lasts. Uh, I think Gene Carlos Mejia and Eli Morgan are going to be the first ones promoted. But uh, definitely exciting to see that team because they already have great hitting with uh, just a stacked lineup. And 
uh, when you're getting that those kind of pitching performances as well, uh, that's going to be a team that is going to win a lot of games this year. And the one other player whose stats jumped out at me on their roster right now is Tyler Freeze. Who... He's not exactly a, a prospect or anything. He's a college uh, bat from 2017 as a 21st rounder. But hey, he's, he's already at a high A in his second uh, this is now his third season, I believe. Um, so he started at Mahoning Valley, then last year Lake County, this year Lynchburg. And yeah, he's off to a great start with Lynchburg. He's been hitting a lot of doubles. Uh, I think he's tops in the Carolina League in doubles to start the season, batting nearly 400. So, you know, good job for Tyler. Um, I'm not expecting, you know, long-term great things out of him, but hey, it's always nice when somebody gets off to a hot start. And Oscar Gonzalez is uh, also off to another great start. Uh, in classic Oscar Gonzalez, he is hitting the cover off the ball, batting 370, and on base percentage, 370. <laughs> <laughs> of course. He does. If we thought some of the other guys don't walk, uh, he is the ultimate don't walk. So. Uh, unfortunately, he is limited by just how well he's going to keep mashing the ball. But as long as he's mashing, then he'll he'll be doing just fine. But yeah, Oscar Gonzalez is one of my favorite outfield prospects. But I, I just wish that he could learn to walk. But he just likes to swing, so we'll just have to live with that. He was he did have the most hits of all Indians full season prospects last year. But that's not a surprise when you swing at every single at-bat. On to Lake County, the captains. Uh, I know one player you had sh given a shout-out before we started was Mitch Reeves. Yeah. Now, this is a guy that didn't even start the season on Lake County. He uh, was in, just in uh, extended spring training and everything on, and I think he was listed as on the Mahoning Valley Scrappers roster, which doesn't start till June. But the Indians had their first injury during the season, and it was to uh, Ulysses Cantu, one of their first base prospects that was drafted the same year out of high school as Will Benson and Nolan Jones. And so he went down, and Mitch Reeves comes up. And to start the season, he had seven at-bats, and he has got on base seven times. He's three, six for six with a walk, a home run, and a double. So... Great, great start for Mitch Reeves. So very excited. Uh, again, he's not a guy that's a, a top prospect or anything, but it's always nice to see some of those lower level um, draft picks that, uh, similar to Tyler Freeze, I think Mitch Reeves, yeah, around 32 draft pick from 2017, getting an opportunity and making the most of it. So go, Mitch, go. That 3.333 OPS is pretty nice to look at. Yeah. That's about as high as it gets, almost. And then this was a guy that I I don't have any previous familiarity with, but I was just going over some of the numbers from the first week. Aaron Pinto, mm -hmm. who was a 24th round pick out of Stony Brook last year, and before 2018, 27 innings pitched, ended up finishing the year with only six earned runs against that and 30 strikeouts. And then so far this season... 6.2 innings pitched, has only walked two guys, and has struck out 11 in 6.2, and his whip is only .75. So I didn't know if you... One question I had is, is he a relief arm, or is he piggybacking? He is a relief arm. Okay. He's been coming in and throwing about two innings each time, and he's done it three times now. 
about two innings each appearance, and he's mowing guys down. So he hasn't given up a run yet to start any earned runs yet to start the season. Uh, three hits in six and two thirds innings with uh, and he's striking out almost two batters an inning. So great start to the season for Aaron Pinto. Uh, and then obviously the the Lake County rotation is exciting as well. We we already mentioned Luis Oviedo off to this incredible start with uh, ten shutout innings. But Raymond Burgos, the guy that I said, potentially keep an eye on. Uh, he started the season with five shutout innings in his first start. So that that's definitely uh, great. And then uh, Alex Royalty, he was a guy that uh, was a bullpen arm when they drafted him last year. Uh, and he is starting now. And he gave up two runs in five innings with six strikeouts. So also pitched well. And as did Zach Draper, I think he pitched in a doubleheader. And his start, he gave up, in his start, he went four shutout innings. So great job for uh, Zach Draper as well. So several standout performances so far. Uh, unfortunately, uh, well, let's, let's, let's talk, keep talking about the good first before we talk about the bad, because I don't want to talk. I do. Fair and, enough. Uh, other players that have had uh, good starts to the season, I'd say Quentin Holmes is off to a pretty good start. He's... Uh, batting close to 300 and uh, hasn't walked a lot, still striking out a little bit, but when he gets on base, he's already racked up a couple of stolen bases as well. So for skipping Mahoning Valley entirely, and they just brought him up to kind of keep him on pace with uh, his fellow draftee, Tyler Freeman, uh, Holmes has been off to a, a solid start. I think Originally, they were batting him like ninth, and they've already moved him up in the order. So that's always a good sign when you get moved up in the order. I'd say Jose Fermin is doing a decent job as well. He's a guy that's like Tyler Freeman, one of the most uh, difficult players to strike out in the in the league. And he's only struck out one time as well. And uh, also, he does walk a little bit more often. So uh, he's he's off to an okay start as well, betting about uh, 250. Definitely several very exciting players on the Lake County roster as they are off to a four and two start, and it's looking like it'll be five and two after tonight. So definitely one of the more exciting teams, in my opinion, in all of minor league baseball. There was kind of a article released by a couple different people of which are the most stacked rosters in all of minor league baseball, and I think uh, Lake County. Uh, deserved a mention, and neither of them mentioned it. But Jim Callis did say that Lake County was one of his last ones that wasn't mentioned. So he he did he does really like Lake County. So I, I got him to at least mention him. Another fun thing about Lake County is including tonight's game, they already have sixteen stolen bases, and not one of their runners has been caught stealing yet. So they're going wild yeah, on the base bats. They're, they're they're a very fun team to watch. They really are, and. uh They've only hit three home runs, but I'm thinking that's going to go up a lot because I'm expecting Bo Naylor to, to blast a few. Hosea Nelson should uh, join that party pretty soon. And Will Benson, as long as he's at single A, he's, as long as he's repeating there, he's going to be bombing it out. So I definitely think that uh, the home run totals are definitely going to be climbing at Lake County. But all right, we've talked about the good. we got to talk about the bad. And uh, speaking of bad, I mean, you can't get much worse than Brady Aiken to start the season. Uh, we mentioned before that he was going to uh, yeah. start the year in out of the coming out of the bullpen, potentially build up some confidence and then start starting again. And that is not the case. Uh, 
the first game that they brought him in, uh, the team had a, a big lead, and he struck out the first batter he faced. And I'm like, yeah, go Brady. And then he walked the next four guys. <laughs> so uh, thankfully, you know, they yanked him. So he lasted one one third of an inning with one strikeout, four walks. Next guy that they bring in gets a double play. So no more, only one run allowed to, to, for Brady. So his ERA wasn't horrific. Uh, only, I think, 27. And uh, <laughs> But then he comes in yesterday and... Uh, again, this time, two, they're leading 2 nothing in the second leg of a doubleheader. And Brady comes in, and again, first batter gets a ground out to the pitcher. I think the guy was trying to bunt or something to beat the shift and fielded it, threw him out at first base. Go Brady. You know, one, one pitch, one out type of situation. And then the next guy walked. Then the next guy walked. Then he threw three straight wild pitches to score a run. Uh, or It was a walk, stolen base, then a walk, then three straight wild pitches, then an RBI double, then they yanked him after the score was tied. And the next guy got out of it again. So it could have been worse. But yeah, through uh, two-thirds of an inning, Brady Aiken has allowed one hit, three earned runs, and six walks and one strikeout. Whip of, whip of 10.50. ERA of 40. ERA of 40.5. <laughs> I shouldn't be I laughing. Know. I just don't see that number and very often in that Not column. a huge shock today. He was demoted to Mahoning Valley for somebody else. So they're going to let him uh, keep working. But after he missed the entire season last year and to work on his mechanics and to get in better shape physically and everything, kind of hoping to reset after, you know, not getting out of the gate the right way they were hoping from recovering from Tommy John surgery. This was about as bad as you could have responded. Uh, so, I mean, I was, I had high hopes for Brady Aiken and, and then also to hear that uh, his velocity was down even lower. I don't know if it's just cause he's not, throwing as hard just because he's working on getting his command under control. But it, it really, it's it's starting to look like 100% complete bust at this point. I know you don't want to go after such a small sample size, but this, this sample size is pretty telling. It's like he has the worst possible case of the yips imaginable to throw three straight wild pitches and walk six guys and not even an inning of work. Like, I, I hope that's not the case. But then maybe I kind of do hope it's the case, because if it's the yips, maybe it goes away, and it's not just that he can't put the ball over the plate anymore at all. Maybe it's like John Lester and throwing to first base, you know? But, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, he's, he's the guy that I get asked about as many questions about as anybody else. Usually I get asked more questions about Brady Aiken than any other prospect, all other prospects combined. And uh, this is not uh, the, the type of news I'd like to be delivering to our fans on the Prospect Podcast, but yeah, Brady Aiken is uh, not off to a great start. I was really kind of hoping that he'd start the year off awesome, that I'd go be like, hey, Lake County, can I talk to Brady? And then I'd have this big feature story on the Brady Aiken comeback special, you know, getting his confidence back and everything, what it was like. Uh, working, doing all that hard work the whole last year. And that kind of all got thrown down the gutter at this point. So I, 
I'm going to, yeah. And we'll be sure to keep an eye on him as he yeah, tries. I'm going to keep holding out hope. Early but returns. It's, it's definitely not off to the best start. Well, I believe that is all we have for the podcast this week for Indians on Deck. Do you have anything else that we have not yet covered, uh, no, Brian? That should just about do it. Uh, I will mention that uh, we do uh, every Wednesday. We'll be uh, recording this. It might be posted on Thursday or Friday. But we'll, we do put out a call for prospect questions on Twitter. Um, you guys are more than welcome to send any prospect questions to me at TribeTimeLGT. Uh, I believe Matt is just Matt Schlifting on Twitter. You can also send any prospect questions to the Let's Go Tribe on Facebook or Twitter, and then they will forward them to us as well. And we'll make sure to answer your questions uh, during this podcast. Absolutely. And unfortunately, no questions for this week, but we look forward to them next week. And once again, thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.